0: I wanted to do my first singular podcast today because I feel like I need my loyal listeners to understand my history, my purpose, and my vision for the CoLab Studios. I have spoken about some of my story in fragmented ways stretching across multiple podcasts, so I wanted to have one podcast that would speak directly to the point. My secondary reason to share is so that my newfound detractors can better discuss me when they attempt to tell my story. Whatever camp you're in, I thank you for listening, and I hope this will clear things up for you. I guess I have officially made it. I have haters. Over the past couple weeks, I have heard from friends and family who have not been to a single event that I have hosted, visited my studio, or know any of the true details of what I'm trying to accomplish in this next chapter. Their opinions were not asked for, nor were they constructive in any way. They were built on one thing—fear. When Oprah was confronted with how hateful people were being towards her in the beginning of her career, Maya Angelou told her, Baby, those people can't hold a candle to the light that God already has shining on your face. I so connected with this. Many of the people that have come before me as broadcasters, entrepreneurs, artists, authors, activists, and poets, have spoken about a time when they first experienced a backlash. Because I am somewhat public on social media, and I still have many friends from my church days, I realized this week that people are still stalking and talking, and apparently, I have poked the proverbial bear again, this time with my new studio business. Oopsies. When I was in my early 20s, and really grappling with my sexuality, I had no frame of reference to what was happening. I had been raised in a Southern Baptist church, where being gay was worse than murdering a human. The reason being, you can ask for forgiveness for murder, but when you're gay, you're continuing to, quote, live in sin. There was also racism in my world growing up. It wasn't in a hateful manner, but there was a fair share of jokes, and it was certainly not okay if we brought home a black man. Also, our church did not allow people of color when I was a child. So growing up as a Christian child, teenager, and young adult— I was taught that it was okay to exclude certain people for reasons that made sense to the church. On a somewhat side note, do you know why the Southern Baptists separated from the Northern Baptists? It was because the Southern Baptists believed that God wanted them to own slaves. The Southern Baptist Convention, who basically calls all the shots for the Southern Baptist churches did not formally allow people of color until the late 1970s. On another side note, if you go to a church that doesn't have Baptists in their name, don't assume they're not Baptists. Many churches in our area have dropped the Baptist name from their signage and marketing materials. They are attracting a younger generation who just see a nice building and contemporary music and assume it's not Baptists. I encourage you to ask questions. Ask them what they're hiding from. If you have to hide who you are, there might be a problem. Okay, back to excluding people. There was one big problem with that. It's not what Jesus taught. It's not a mystery why Christ was not a big fan of the church, and possibly why he never preached a single sermon inside of the church walls as an adult. Whether you believe that Jesus was the Son of God or just a man, it's hard to argue the importance and complexity of someone whose life on earth defined the very way we document time itself. For you newbies, the BC-AD dating system was created with respect to the birth date of Jesus Christ, which is considered the central starting point. As the name suggests, B.C. or before Christ refers to the number of years before Christ was born. A.D. or anno domini is the period after Christ was born. Okay, before I get any more off track, let me herd the cats running amuck in my brain and get back on point. Why did I start the events at the studio? I love learning new things. I love being exposed to ideas that I wasn't brought up with. I love new experiences. I love learning with people and sharing perspectives. I love using my brain to learn, grow, and become a better version of myself. I love helping people and brainstorming new entrepreneurial ideas. I love talking about hard or awkward topics in the right company. I love trying to look at things through other people's lenses. I love reading books by authors who have a broad understanding of the human experience. I am not trying to lure anyone away from their faith. I am offering a safe place to learn new things. It's interesting, after all this time, that my previous church family continues to follow me. I was abruptly relieved of my volunteer duties at the church over 15 years ago. At that point, I was on the vision and planning board, tasked with coming up for topics for the entire sermon series for the multi-thousand-member megachurch. When I came out as gay, I was told that I would lose everything if I made this, quote, choice. I was told by the senior pastor's wife, that she would do everything in her power to separate me from my children. Those words are burned in my mind. The very same people who threatened to take my children from me are still in leadership to this day in March of 2023. My boys were six and eight years old at that time. Can you imagine the fear that came over me? Aside from my volunteer church work and a few odd jobs, I was a stay at home mom. My kids were my world. I was also told that I would not be welcome in certain family members' homes or be able to be around their children. This is yet another falsehood the church will have you believe that all gay people are, or will become, pedophiles. I was told that I would live a life of misery and despair, and I would be separated from God. I was told that my life would not bear fruit, and that my sin would have me burn in hell. Fast forward almost two decades later, I'm happy to report that not a single thing they warned me of actually happened in the way they said. In fact, what did happen was the polar opposite. I did lose most of my church family. I also lost the guilt that came along with that life. I lost someone telling me that I was a sinner every day. I lost having to be on all the time. I lost having to pretend to be someone I wasn't. I lost having to impress people. I lost having to be perfect. I lost the constant tightness in my chest and the unease in my stomach. I lost the hours of fights trying to get my kids ready for church three times a week. I lost the gossip shrouded in prayer requests. I lost the guilt of not being able to give enough money to tithe every week. I lost the feelings of injustice when a woman leader wasn't allowed to be on staff. I lost the shame of having sexual feelings of any kind. I lost the heartache watching people stay in abusive or unloving marriages because divorce was wrong. I lost the outrage when homeless people would be escorted off church property by the men in suits as to not disrupt our church service. And I lost the sight of gay people being told that they were less than. None of us have a perfect life. I've certainly had my share of challenges, but choosing truth over lies, love over hate, peace over war... And always trying to become a better version of my authentic self instead of what made others comfortable has been my greatest, quote, choice of my life. I firmly believe that we are given strong minds to learn and grow, to be more connected, and to love one another. Leaving that church behind was incredibly scary and painful. I had been there since birth, and it was my entire world. Those were the only teachings I knew. I thought they were truth, as I was not allowed to learn any other way. I saw a meme the other day that said something like, The church did not hurt you. A few broken people did. Huh. What if it came directly from church leadership, the very captain of the ship, and above him, the convention that dictates these policies? A few broken people? More like an entire empire of people who have hurt you. Maybe the more truthful statement would be, Jesus didn't hurt you. Blame those who profit using his name. When I was at my lowest, my church, along with its thousands of members, turned its back on me. Over time, I started looking for other options to connect to my spiritual side. What I have found is that there are so many avenues for healing and connection, and most have been around for thousands of years. Practices like meditation, yoga, astrology, energy healing, reiki, mediumship, acupuncture, cupping, and so on, were not allowed, and some even considered to be satanic. I have learned that this is far from the truth, and deeply seated in fear and control. I believe that all of this and much more can be used to bring us humans healing and connection as we move through our short time here on earth. I have been blessed with the ability to open a safe place of learning for the seeker. This is a place where one can learn about new things that they may not have been exposed to. If it does not bring peace, light, love, compassion, or connection... It has no place here in the studio. I know in particular, the mediumship events have stirred the most chatter and confusion, and I don't blame you. Before meeting Sam, I was very nervous and entirely skeptical. He sat with me for two hours and answered all of my questions in a gentle and loving way. After that meeting, I decided to book him. Life after death has always been a terrifying subject for me. This really pushed me to the brink of my comfort zone. At the very first event, I was immediately at peace. It was not the Ouija board and Bloody Mary mirror that I had envisioned. It was nothing like I expected. The night was filled with laughter, tears... Love and light. That night, I experienced a totally different kind of healing. I believe that there are many fakes out there, but Sam is the real deal. I watched as he described furniture, clothing, jewelry, foods, connecting the people in the room to the energies on the other side. I watched their faces turn from skeptic to softness to sadness to pure joy and gratitude. I watched fathers connect to daughters. I watched past uncles use humor to connect to their nieces. I watched a son reach out to his mother. All through this extraordinarily gifted man... It was not weird or scary or anything of what I expected. I felt a great peace after the event and I immediately booked him again. It has still been our most successful event here at the studio and the most controversial. Let's ask ourselves why the controversy? I genuinely feel sorry for those who are gripped with fear or have a belief system that does not allow for this type of healing. It is an experience that I am eternally grateful for. It has eliminated a lifetime of unreasonable fears for me. It's like they just disappeared after that night. Another workshop that was given here at the CoLab focused on energy healing in the body We learned about the electromagnetic field, energy circulation, and the chakras. Chakra, meaning wheel, refers to energy points in your body. They are thought to be spinning disks of energy that should stay open and aligned as they correspond to bundles of nerves, major organs, and areas of our energetic body that affect our emotional and physical well-being. The most interesting takeaway for me was learning about the Sacral Chakra and how that has affected my emotional and physical health. The Sacral Chakra chakra, centered around the lower abdomen and it is associated with several characteristics. These include relationships, self-esteem, sensuality and sexual intimacy, creativity, and unstructured expression. The negative qualities of the Sacral Chakra include wounded emotions, secrets, fear of judgment, getting into trouble or being found out, repression, inability to experience emotional or sexual intimacy, nightmares, and not remembering or understanding dreams. Signs of an overactive Sacral Chakra can include feeling consumed by your emotions, Experiencing emotional ups and downs, using escapism to avoid life, showing obsessive affection that isn't returned, and lower digestive issues. Oh, boy, this was me in my teens, right up until I made peace with my authentic self in my mid-30s. Concurrent to the emotional issues, I had raging IBS. I had to be incredibly careful about what I ate during those years because my system was so sensitive. Although there is no scientific evidence to support the metaphysical properties of chakras, after learning about them and taking a look back, I can't deny the parallels. Once I became at peace with my true self, my IBS symptoms vanished. Another workshop we hosted was an Astrology 101 class. Ooh, This was definitely out of bounds in my previous life. Astrology is the study of movements and relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence on human affairs in the natural world. This was actually the first workshop outside of my comfort zone. I started thinking about the basic principles, and I wondered why this was off-limits to the church. This is not some kind of fantasy belief or anything that requires faith at all. You can actually look up with the naked eye and see stars and planets. Your signs are based on the stars and planets at the exact time, date, and location of your birth. Just like anything, astrology can be obsessed upon and unhealthily consumed. For me, it's another tool to consider as to why we operate as we do and how we can better ourselves. I do not believe it is supposed to be used to excuse poor behavior or bad decisions. Use it as another tool in your belt. We also host a series of resin art classes with Bridget Miner at Creative Resignations who shows us that each piece is unique just like us as individuals. We partner with Kids Life Coach Julie Purcell who teaches kids the fundamentals of emotional expression, focus techniques, and self-esteem building. We hold creative writing workshops with author, illustrator, and teacher Jill Bois, and we have painting classes with artist Tyler Hall. We hope to partner with many other local creatives in 2023. Hit me up if you know anyone that you think would be a good fit. The bulk of our business, however, comes from our podcasting studio. I have met some of the most interesting people who are trying to get their message to the masses. We are a full podcast production studio. We can do audio only or audio and video. We will help you craft your message, create original music, create cover artwork, and distribute to all major platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, and more. Our sound engineer, Tyler Hall, will make you sound like a million bucks. Recently, one of our podcasts was rated number nine out of the top 30 podcasts in the Tampa Bay area. Our only rule? No politics. I've spent a lot of time talking about my experiences and the whys of this business. I sincerely hope this inspires you. I would greatly appreciate you joining us at future events. I would also love for you to help me get the word out to your family and friends. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and if you really like me, you'll rate it. I'm kidding, kind of. All right, everyone. Let's take a big, peaceful breath in. Hold it, and a big, peaceful breath out. Repeat if necessary. Much love to you all.